we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. What is up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Should Theory. I'm so glad that you're here because that tells me you want to hear about people that are making amazing life shifts and forging their own path. And today I have Jason Wright with me to talk about just that. How are you, Jason? I'm great. Excited to be here. I am excited to have you here. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, I am Jason Wright. I have a wife and two kids. I live a little south of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for um, knocking on the door four years, but I've been uh, kind of dabbling with this business about six. So awesome. it's been an interesting journey, my friend. I believe it. I believe it. You know, more and more people are um, are introducing themselves as entrepreneurs, and I love that because I feel that uh, people are just really starting to realize all the different ways that they can create a life for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I remember talking to to family and friends, and you know, being in the corporate world, and saying, "Man, this is what I want. I just want control over my time." and no limit on my income and really the ability to make creative decisions with my mm-hmm. work that are meaningful. And everybody used to say, right. that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's just, it's not how it works. And I'd be like, but people do it. So yeah. <laughs> what do you mean that's not how it works? It's not how it works for uh, you or what does that mean? But I remember uh, struggling with that quite a bit, you know? Absolutely. So let's go back then. Cause I, I can tell a juicy story is afoot. So let's go back to <laughs> where you were <laughs> <laughs> where you were when you said there's got to be more to life than this. Well, it's funny because um, the backpack story, it's brief, but it's important. I was 14 and my world back then was uh, a little bit of neighborhood sports and a lot of fishing. Loved mm. fishing. Um, I could walk to my favorite fishing holes about four minutes each way. And I would always get new tackle and I'd order it from a place called Bass Pro Shops. And there mm-hmm. was a, a local sporting goods store about a mile and a half down the road. Right. And at a certain point, my mom was like, hey, you know what, Jason, I'm not buying you any more fishing tackle. Like you have enough. You have more than any adult I've ever met. I was like, well, there's, there's new stuff. I got to keep up with the new stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, she was like, uh, here's a wild idea. Get a job. Like if you want more, buy your own. I was like, okay. You know, I tell my kids that stuff now. They're like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, it's a different world. It so is. I started mowing grass uh, just in the cul-de-sac that I lived in. So I could just walk to all the clients and I was making 75 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me about an hour and a half. So um, obviously I was in school, but I bought all the fishing tackle I wanted. So I, I learned the value of making your own dollar very young. Fast forward to high school. Uh, get out of high school, first job out of high school between high school and college. My parents were like, you have to go to college, get a good job, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working at an oil change place. Uh, Indiana gets pretty humid in the summer, and I hated it. I was sweaty all the time. Um, <laughs> I was always dirty. The pay was awful. And I was like, this this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go start a, a landscaping company. So I did. 
So from high school into college, it was about seven years where I grew this company and became my primary source of income. And then I got it to a point where it's like, I either need to shut this down and grow up and get my degree right, or say bye to school and grow this company. Well, everybody that I listened to in my life told me to get my degree. So mm-hmm. I shut it down. I was in the corporate world in mostly HR, a little bit of sales, a little bit of safety for about seven years. And I was working for this privately held company and the guy that had built the company was doing about 300 million a year. Wow. And he was not a nice guy at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if this pile of poop can build a company this big, surely I can make enough to pay my bills on my own terms. Like I don't want to be a part of his company anymore. Mm -hmm. So my obsession became how do I get my wife on board with me just (laughs) quitting the job and starting something from scratch? Right. So I I just was like, man, if this guy can do it, he's not smarter than me. He's not nicer than me. Like it's got to be possible. People are doing this. So that was really the catalyst to make me say, I got to make a a change now, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, so you had this realization and thank goodness you, I guess, thank goodness you had that realization because I think it really affects you if you are working somewhere where you can't be doing something that you believe in. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I didn't realize was so important to me that I definitely do now, like if I'm here, if I'm at point A and you want me to get to point B, let me own my process to get to point B. Mm -hmm. If you tell me how to get there, I'm instantly dead inside. It just sucks the life out of me. Yeah. I can't handle it, especially not now, knowing what it tastes like to do it my way, it's, it's really enjoyable and really satisfying. So um, my process is not necessarily a straight line. It might wiggle around a little bit and it's fun, mm-hmm. right? The journey's fun. But um, so I'll tell you, I, I quit that job. Mm-hmm. I thought I had six months of savings. I was out of money in two months, uh, made zero money. And what I was trying to do, which was start a neighborhood magazine. So I had to uh, actually beg one of my aunts for money for food because I was like, uh. I can't buy groceries. So she helped me with food money for six months while I worked at FedEx, making 90 bucks a week, working okay. midnights for insurance. Uh-huh. Uh, we finally got on the insurance. They said, your wife's prescription that she has to have, we're not going to cover it. So uh. it was like all this wasted time. Right. So I had to go back to corporate America again. Okay. And every boss or every company I worked for, I told them, I'm building a business. When it gets big enough, I'm quitting. Like, I'm not going to be loyal to you. And they were okay with that. So when you when you had that, I guess I'm going to call it a setback. But when you had that setback where you said, you know, oh, you know, I, I started this dream because I knew I couldn't work for this man doing this thing and yeah. you made no money. So, okay, I'm going to do something to bring in money to figure it out. And then, like you said, it, it didn't give you the things that you needed that you were doing it yeah. for. Now yeah. I have to go back to corporate, corporate America. A lot of people would just flat out give up right there. Yeah. The problem with me was I had, strangely, neighbors people I thought were my friends, family members, like pointing their finger and laughing at me saying, I told you, you couldn't do it. I was like, all right, so now this is going to be about me proving a point. So I'm either going to build something from nothing or die trying. So I Mm -hmm. became obsessed with, I'm going to do this because I can get it. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Not by saying, Hey, look, I'm doing it, but by still doing it years later, you know? Right. So, um, it was interesting. I, I wanted to make money online, started blogging. You know, I said, I don't really want to do this forever, but discovered a little digital marketing for myself. And then on Upwork, I started seeing other people searching for help and the same things I just learned how to do. 
So I would say, hey, I, I just learned this. Like, I'll do it for you, but it may take me a little bit longer. But I guarantee you it'll be done right and all that. So I, I kind of got paid training to learn. And over time, I've pivoted and really dialed into my niche. But it's uh, it's been a great thing. So it's been really, really good. So it's interesting that you used that naysaying uh, judgment from people around you as motivation. I feel like there are plenty of people out there who would have that same experience and use it as a reason to stay put or use yep. it as a reason to back into a corner. And I think, you know, fear of judgment is probably one of the biggest things that keep people complacent or in a spot where they're unhappy because they are worried yep. what other people will think. And, um, and they, they don't have it in them to move past that judgment. What advice would you give people? I mean, here's the thing. We get one life to live, right? Mm -hmm. If you spend much time talking to people kind of at the end of their life, one common thing that I've heard, and maybe it's different for you, but mm -hmm. you hear about the regrets people had for things they didn't try or things they didn't do, you know, and it's, it's terrifying. Uh, I, I may do a lot of things in my life, but I, I don't want to get to the end of it and be like, man, I should have taken that chance. Right. What if? Because you'll never know. If you don't try, you'll never know. And uh, everybody can be happy. You may not be able to be happy in your current circumstances, but here's the hard truth. If you don't change your circumstances, mm -hmm. your experience is not going to change. Yes. It's not going to change. So if you want a different result, change the variables. Yeah. Absolutely. I just said that in a post uh, a couple of days ago, which is, you know, if you if you don't do something different and you wish your life was different, but you don't do anything different, you're just going to get the same results over and over again. And yeah. someone said this to me the other day, um, one of my other guests, and it really stuck with me. She said, if a year from now, nothing in your life has changed, how will you feel? And that to me is, is shakes you to the core, you know, because you can say, oh God, you know, and it doesn't have to be a career change or a huge um, change that would uproot things. It could be something as simple as I really need to get in better shape and go to the gym. And a year from now, nothing has changed. How will you feel? Yep. Like a failure, like, you know. Who knows? Fill in whatever. It's interesting because some people are okay with that. Like I know people that have been at the same machine in a machine shop for forty years. Like I'm not wired. I can't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it a week from now. I, I'm yeah. not wired that way. But some people are just okay with that predictability. But for some people who know they're not wired that way, uh, they need to listen to what you're saying. Another thing that I've learned is nothing happens as quickly as you want it to. Yeah. You know, like I told my wife, I was making 80,000 bucks a year when I quit my job the first time. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, we'll recover this pace in three months. Just no idea where it came up with three months. I just made it up. Right. You know, it took a couple of years. It just was completely out of thin air. But, you know, patience isn't one of my strengths. But in um, the entrepreneurship game, for sure, it, it's, it needs to be because nothing, it, it's like anything else. Momentum's hardest to get started. But once it's going, it's easy to keep going. Or easier, yeah. So. I am also impatient AF, and so yep. um, it's it's really not good at all. So I would love to hear you. You know, you so now you made your shift. It didn't work. You went back to the corporate. You kind of got those ha ha told you so's. Um, you took the nighttime job, so on and so forth. So you had all these 
what one would call setbacks, but talk a bit about how you used their negativity to drive you and what you did to then find success. Yeah. So, you know, when when you get, when any of us get negativity or rejection or failure in our life, like you said earlier, you have two options, right? You sit there and lay down and just Mm -hmm. let it pound on you or you use it for fuel. So I'm weird this way, but I have kind of two emotions. I have like happiness or like rage and rage usually comes from if I'm unhappy with what's going on in the business, it's like I get pissed off and I get stuff done and we start Mm -hmm. making money again or whatever. So for me, I communicate it that way, but it translates is that anger. I just turn it into fuel and just go. It's like when I used to play basketball, that feeling when you just couldn't be stopped, just a great rush, a great feeling. So, um, I think it was part of the question. And then the other piece was when I went back to corporate America the second time, I was like, okay, I can make enough money to like kind of take care of everything. And with every other waking minute that I have, I'm going to build this online business. I'm going to make a difference in my life and the people that I serve. And I figured out that entrepreneurs and small businesses are a pretty good audience because there's a lot of people spending money in that space with digital marketing, but I still wasn't really dialed in. And I remember when I would be driving an hour and a half or an hour each way to work mm. and taking business calls from the car, closing deals from the car, mm-hmm. closing deals on my lunch break in the parking lot. When I started making the same money in the side hustles, the day job, I started telling these naysayers about it. So I was like, I want them to know that it's not over. Right. And uh, I'll never forget the day. It was in March. I was working in a mortgage company. My boss was like all about me building this business. Like he loved it. And I remember the day my wife was like, uh, it's time for you to quit your job. And she's not an entrepreneur. Like she's not a risk taker. She used to be like, get the stable income. But now we realize one income stream is absolutely insane. Mm. It's insane because if you lose that, you're done. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Mm -hmm. The fact that I was ever taught that was stability. It's the funniest thing in the world because it doesn't make any sense. But you know what? I really think. I mean, I'm 47 years old. I think anyone my age, 10 years in either direction, um, was taught that you have a career, which mm-hmm. usually translates to a single income stream. Yep. And people who had multiple streams, you know, like I'm a lawyer, but I also own the building that my law firm is in and other people rent the other spaces in my law firm and I, whatever, I don't know, I'm making yeah. that up, you know, um, it it seems like a lot <laughs> for some people. And I do think that the norm is you have a job, a career. And in fact, there are some careers where you get, I don't know how to word this, but in trouble, penalized for having two jobs, two careers. Moonlighting. Moonlighting as it were. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can moonlight, but it better never be on company time. So like you said, in the parking lot during your lunch break, so on and so forth. Yep. So you built this digital marketing business. Tell us a little bit about what it is, what it does. Yeah, so, so we've pivoted a bunch now, but um, company's name is Intentionally Inspirational, and we're really focused on the sales funnel. So for people that don't, don't know what that word means, mm-hmm. we help companies uh, grow their email list, right? It's going to be uh, potential buyers and current buyers. Yep. We teach them how to engage them more regularly and ultimately make more sales. So uh, we do it in a language people can understand. Uh, we really focus on the back end, which is the email marketing, the two-way texting, the automation, which is really the foundation. And we, we can help with ads and kind of the, the pages and stuff of the funnel as well. But what's interesting about this year 
mm-hmm. is we have found ourselves with a couple micro niches that I never sought after that kind okay. of found me. And I said, oh boy, nobody else is doing this. We have, we have some really interesting things going on right now. Okay. And uh, just super, super busy. Um, it's really, really good work with great clients. And it's just, uh, it's been an interesting process for sure, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So how did those little niches uh, present themselves to you? So one of them, um, I worked with a client that was a great client. And uh, after some time, he kind of figured out that we knew what we were doing. He said, hey, I've got another guy like me that'd like to refer to you. And then he was, uh, then that went well. And then the first guy said, hey, I could send you four or five of these a week forever. Would you be interested in talking about a referral program with us? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. So being able to tap into red <laughs> hot traffic like that, a, a high ticket um, yeah. referral source, it, it's gold, you know. The traffic or the people that you can put in front of your offers that are exactly who it's for, if you can get those coming, it'll change your whole life. It's unbelievable. So, And I think, you know, and I think the lesson in that that can be applied to anyone, uh, regardless of their interest or their path, is being open to other things that present themselves to you. You know, I oh, think yeah. a lot, you know, you, there are people who they make their shift or they, they head down a path thinking this is the path for for me. And actually, you and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording. This is the path I'm going to go on. And then while they're on it, someone says, hey, you know, given what you're doing, that makes me think about this. Are you interested in that opportunity? And there are people, oh, no, I can't. I'm doing this over here. And it's being open to, well, yeah, I could could look into that. I can juggle those two things and, and, you know. Uh, this is a great place for me to throw out my favorite word that I've learned from my friend Bill Soroka, which is multi-potentialite. You know, I think everybody mm-hmm. should be one. <laughs> everybody yep. should be one. So, Absolutely. all right. So you, I just want to backtrack. It sounds to me like you have found a way in this whole process to use negativity to drive and inspire you rather than inhibit you. Oh, yeah. And, and I think the other thing that I'm hearing from your story is your ability to pivot when need be. Oh yeah. And the thing that's interesting about the pivot is people may assume that pivots drastic, right? Like if you're heading this direction, it's a 180. Sometimes the pivots two or three degrees, Yeah. you know, and, and something else you just mentioned, I thought was really interesting was, um, I remember the first two years of this business where I really didn't grow much. Mm-hmm. It was all about me. I was trying to force a niche because I decided I wanted to serve them and give them this thing. But when you stop talking and start listening to the market, you may say, oh my God, this is just a little different, but there is a huge demand there. Mm-hmm. And people are willing to pay a lot more than ever thought, even consider charging. So yeah. let's try that thing out. So it's uh, if you simplify things and you listen more than you talk, so to speak, with the market, it could really speed things up for you. It makes some neat things happen. I think that's really sage advice. You know, um, there are people who say, oh, I was doing this corporate job, this mundane job, and I really in my heart felt I was an artist or a whatever. And they yeah. start to head down that path. And And again, I'm being redundant, but realizing that they may have other skills or talents, um, you know, that, that they're ignoring the opportunity. And so I love that. Listen more than you talk so that the opportunities Mm -hmm. present themselves. So 
why don't you tell us a little bit about if there's someone listening who um, really likes what you're about or wants to learn more about what you're about, where would they find you and how would they get to know more about your work? Yep. So the, the home base is intentionallyinspirational.com. And uh, obviously I'm an entrepreneur as well. So we do do some coaching, right? We do mm-hmm. help people get from part-time to full-time and we've got some more advanced higher level stuff coming in that way as well. Love mm-hmm. giving back, love putting my heads together with other entrepreneurs because it's always easier to see opportunities in other people's business than even your own. So uh, I'm definitely going to spend a lot of time focused uh, on that going forward as well. But the uh, the digital marketing stuff is definitely foundational. Every business needs it. Doesn't matter if you sell a product, a service, or yep. a blend of the two. So, uh, yep, that website's the best place to go to learn more. Hey, it's Tara. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode. But I have a question for you: How do you handle adversity? Challenges? Self-doubt? How about setbacks? Yeah, same with me. That is why I created my new course called Overcoming Obstacles. It helps you build grit, resilience, determination, and find a way to work through those challenges without wanting to quit towards that goal that you're working for. And here's the best part, is a completely independent self-paced course, four modules, 20 lessons, and extra worksheets and affirmations to help you along the way. Do it in your way, at your pace, whenever you want, and however you want. Go to www.terragreeve.com or find the link in the show notes learn more about my program and get started overcoming those obstacles so you can move closer to that goal you've set for yourself. Now let's get back to this episode. This is or what your line of work is. It's amazing how, you know, just a few years ago, people didn't, I don't know how to word it, but didn't see it as such a, a huge enterprise or such a huge part of our lives, you know, um, I think you have to market everything anymore (laughs) and, and, you know, newspapers are online and digital, your information sources, your communications, your socialization these days, you know, um, it is, it is. So yeah, that's definitely going to increase pertinent to everybody. I would love to toss my questions at you that I toss to everybody and just see how they play out with you if you're ready for them. All right. So the first one is, uh, given that this is the should theory, I always talk about both the positive shoulds that motivate us and the negative shoulds that hold us back. So what would you say as you're moving forward uh, and as you're wading through this growth process in your life, is a negative should that will ring in your ears every now and then and maybe make you hesitate, second guess yourself or, or slow down. So like, so for example, so I'm not, I'm not um, understanding the question. I'm sorry. If I'm starting and I'm taking this podcast and I'm building it and I'm excited about it and I love getting it out into the world, but then there's a time where I go, you know, I should really just focus more on this other thing and not put so much effort into the podcast or I should, I don't know, I should be happy with what I have and, and not keep working on this new thing. So is there for you something that comes into your head that causes self-doubt still? Yep. Oh, gotcha. With me personally? <laughs> you are my first straight up no. No. You- <laughs> I'm, 
Yeah. So I have this mentality, you know, it's funny because like mm-hmm. our strengths, like on the other side of that strength is also our fault. Right. So my belief, and it may be crazy, but this is the honest truth. My belief is that if I put my mind to something, who's going to stop me? The only reason I won't reach okay. my goals if I die before I get there. That's literally how I think. So do I ever feel fear? Yeah, but it's not the fear I feel is can I fulfill? Can I mm-hmm. fulfill all these clients that I just sold projects to or whatever? So my biggest fear or stress is fulfillment, which sounds ridiculous, but that is a, a thing as well. But it, it doesn't allow me to stop because if I stop, then I'm going to feel horribly at that. But uh, I like to be uncomfortable. Uh, when I'm uncomfortable, I know I'm in the growth zone. So I've been uncomfortable this entire calendar year pretty much. But it's, um, I don't know, it just keeps me moving forward. But I, I don't And you know, I love that going, because I I it's, it's such so a it refreshing perspective compared to, you know, the other people that I that I've talked to on the podcast, because I think um, more often than not, certainly statistically, just from the episodes that I have uh, out there in the world, you are my first person who says, yeah, no, I, I don't have any. But what a refreshing perspective to have such conviction and such confidence in yourself uh, yeah. and your ability to get things done regardless of yeah. what they are. Um, you know, that's that's such a great perspective. So on the other side of it is those positive shoulds that drive you. Uh, what would you say your positive shoulds are that keep you moving forward? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. for some people and to some point, there's income goals, right? But what's weird about income goals, I was just talking to a buddy about this the other day, is I said, every time I set a okay. goal and I eventually hit it, it never feels like I thought it would. Like you get there and you're like, yeah. hey, how about that? I hit whatever a month or, you know, it's like, cool. Now what? Just keep moving. So it's like um, income goals. Some people care about that. It doesn't really drive me. I love growing and training my team. I love expanding our reach with the awesome clients we have. We're really interesting. We are platform specific, not industry specific. Mm -hmm. So I work with dentists. I work with real estate investors, property managers, and it doesn't seem to really line up from the outside, but it really does. So I'm just... um, you know, really focused on, uh, you know, getting, you know, programs launched. Like there's some new coaching programs I want to launch this year and it's August. Maybe they'll get here. Maybe they won't. Everything takes longer than you think. But, you know, I guess income goals is a piece, but just getting stuff out that, you know, has value right away. um, You just blink and time flies by. So I'm hard Mm -hmm. on myself. I was always trying to get more done than I can actually get done. Get it. I get it. Uh, But it's all right. There's always tomorrow. That's a good one too. Um, what advice, Jason, would you give yourself? And I always am, am it's interesting because I always try to select a, a point in your life that we've talked about. So I would say, what advice would you give to Jason, the landscaper who was debating going back to college or not? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, hey, I'm you in the future. I got ugly, didn't I? I would say, yeah. I'd have a laugh with my younger self. Uh, But I would say, you know what, man, just stick with your instincts because you're going to save yourself about seven years of wasted time. And sometimes I think, like, where would I be now? But I I would have Mm -hmm. splintered off and done other stuff anyway by now, I'm sure. So it's all good. But I would just say stick with your instincts because – I'm one of those people that feel my way through life like and that. my instincts don't generally lead me astray. So, yeah. And, and don't be worried. And this is another thing, like don't be worried mm. about trying to please other people who aren't living your life. 
right? This includes family, friends, parents. They're not you. So don't let other people that project their huge. fears on you. Um, it's a waste and of I time. think that's, that's what we do so often is trying to please the people who are influential in our lives uh, intentionally or not. You know, you have your, like you said, parents and such who, you know, uh, their goals for us are always because they want what's best for us. And I know that. Um, but, you know, I say it all the yeah. time when other people are giving what you think is judgment, sometimes it's jealousy over your willingness to try. So someone saying to you, you shouldn't often means I can't, you know, exactly. Oh, always means I can't. Yeah. And something else to think about when people bring up judgment, you're always being judged by yeah, everybody, no matter what you are or are not doing. So if you're worried about judgment, right. so well here's the, the cold water, you're being judged anyway. I don't care what people think because it doesn't actually impact my daily life. So if people judge me positively or negatively, I don't care. Like it doesn't affect me. Right. It's like not in this office right now affecting me, you know? So it took my parents a long time. I think this happened, was it Mother's Day? It happened kind of recently. It took them a long time to go. We finally kind of get what you do because a lot of people don't understand what we do. <laughs> You'll say digital marketing. They don't ask more questions, but it took them a long time to go. Right. You've built something kind of impressive. Like we're, we're really proud because what I've showed them is mm -hmm. you have your path and I have mine. Let me own my process. Like there's, I teach my kids, do you want to go work for somebody and teach? So no problem. If you want to be a lawyer, fine. If you want to build your own business, you got a great dad to help right. you get started. So I love you that. Do? Don't let people tell you what you can't do. So yeah, so that's right. really good. You act like it. That is really good. And who cares about that W? <laughs> so Jason, what is the best <laughs> advice that you've ever gotten that you still rely on? Oh boy. Best advice. Uh, mm. Probably the thing we talked about earlier, to be honest, is patience, you know, cause it's not, it doesn't come natural. Like if I'm golfing or I'm hunting or fishing, I'm patient, but in life and in business, I'm not patient. You know, I want it now like everybody else. So uh, patience is a, a is something you've got to get on board with, or you will just be in a state of craziness at all times. So it's a very important lesson. Good advice. The other thing is um, mm. be careful who you share your dreams with. Okay. I'm not going to go talk to my neighbor who's filed bankruptcy three times mm -hmm. about financial advice. It's a horrible idea, right? I'm not going to go talk to my neighbor who's a right. horrible golfer on what I should be doing with my golf swing. It doesn't make any sense. So why would you go to your friends and family who have never run successful companies to ask them about starting a business? It doesn't make any sense. So if your dream is starting a business, ask those questions of people so that they're talking about. Well, as I do uh, in usual form, I always love to recap uh, some of the very cool things that you have said while we've been talking. Um, and sometimes it's a surprise because you don't realize that you said some gems. So here they come. Um, amazing things that Jason Wright just said. Uh, he said, <laughs> we get one life to live, never leave regrets. I don't want to say I should have or what if. Um, you also said you're being judged anyway, so do what you want. You said, if you don't change your ways, your life won't change. You also sh uh, shared with us, which is very true, nothing happens as quickly as you want it to, and therefore, patience is something you must learn. I'm still working on that lesson myself. Um, you said, and this is, 
a shocker, first time ever for me, but I love it. I have zero negative shoulds. Why? If I put my mind to something, who is going to stop me? My only fear is fulfillment for others. You said stick with your instincts, feel your way through life, don't be worried about pleasing others. And you said stop talking and start listening to the market. Listen more than you talk. The answers are going to come to you and the directions are going to come to you. You also said, and I love this one, sometimes a pivot is just two or three degrees, not a 180. So don't be afraid to do it. And finally, be careful who you share your dreams with. Only talk to people who can actually help you grow and not be negative and pull you down. You said some pretty cool things, sir. <laughs> who knew that you were so wise? That was a nice recap. That was really neat. Your last name is right. You might as well be. I love that. I, I can't do anything with grieve. <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything with grief, but I'm going to come up with something like that. That's Jason, I have loved talking to you. It has been um, very interesting for me. Like I said, I don't know that I've talked to a more confident person on this show yet. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. There's well, you know, a lot of faults listen, I have. But, there uh, is something that we can all lack, take from so. your confidence, and that is that ability to to not be shaken and not let setbacks be setbacks, but rather let them be learning and move forward in a different direction, two or three degrees, because it doesn't have to be 180. <laughs> and everybody, listen, if you are you in go. a business where you feel like digital marketing can benefit you, and guess what? It always can. You need to reach out and find Jason at intentionallyinspirational.com. And I know he will help you get that same level of confidence that he has with everything that you do. Jason, thank you so much for being here. All right. Take care. Yep. Thanks for having me. It was great. 